Hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast Real Talk with Sudhania. I am super excited about today's podcast. This is the first time ever I'm meeting a native shaman from Latin America. Mali Okalani Urutia or in short Mali is from Chile. She lives in the States and currently visiting the Netherlands when I shot this podcast. She talks about sacredness of life, the feminine way of being and how emotions and humanity is a conduit for evolution of consciousness i immensely enjoyed her energy vibes and explanations check it out welcome Molly, to the podcast thank you i'm so happy to be here yes i'm very uh, i'm feeling very calm and at the same time excited yeah. to have this conversation yeah. um what i wanted to start with and i was most curious about when i saw your school mm-hmm. sacred women school mm-hmm. uh, which you are co-founder of mm-hmm. and let's start with that as a starting point uh, i'm curious to know who is a sacred woman what is a sacred woman in today's time yeah. well every woman is a sacred woman <laughs> That's why the school is there, is to remind every woman that she is sacred. Mm. Just by being a portal mm-hmm. of life and by being um, a one that nurtures, mm-hmm. right? And a one that connects deeply in mm-hmm. her cycles, mm-hmm. right? Every, every cycle she dies, she, she sheds, mm-hmm. and then she reborns and she rebirths herself again. Mm. That in itself is sacred. And it's also the representation of Mother Earth herself. She is embodying the creation, Mother Earth herself, within her body, within her soul. So that makes her sacred. Wow. Yeah. And that's a very um, not so mainstream thought process that we women have. Yeah. Because there is so much of, for example, with periods, with... um, our lifestyle we are so much indoctrinated to not feel sacred about it so yeah. how, how do you go about it how do you go about uh um i don't know reminding us women about our sacredness well i think this is um this is something personal Mm -hmm. right it awakens in each at the right moment and Mm -hmm. at the right time right Mm -hmm. to connect deeper with the knowing of the magic that is occurring within you when Mm -hmm. you are menstruating Mm -hmm. that is something that comes to you and when you have either struggled or closed off or shut off the Mm -hmm. connection with your blood or with your womb Mm -hmm. or with your cycle you yearn for something deeper. You mm. yearn sometimes to connect deeper, right? Mm. And you, when you're a woman, you're, it's, it's incredible. If you think about it, women are evolving the species, mm. right? And just for them to hold creation, to hold a baby, to hold another soul within their womb, mm. to hold the eggs, right? Yeah. It, within the womb. Right, and to cycle through this process, every time she's having to shift and change, mm. yeah, to go beyond her belief systems, to go beyond her even her comforts, right? Mm-hmm. And so, with that, she's always uncomfortable, 
Right, yeah. Yeah, right. in her body, in her senses, in everything. Right. This uncomfortability allows her to evolve and to question, Ooh, right? Okay. Yeah. And to go deeper. And then mm. so this, when you, then when you are frustrated growing up, like, why do I bleed? Mm. Why do I have to cover up? Why do I have to be still mm. sometimes? Why am I in this mood? You start to question, right? Mm. So it's that angst and that tension mm. that then creates consciousness to your blood, yeah? To your cycles, yeah? Oh, wow. And so when you do that, you question enough, then you start to get the answers. Wow. Yeah? I am Does really that, that makes sense, right? <laughs> makes sense. And just two days back I, I was writing a poetry about about bleeding mm -hmm. and why sometimes I feel even in the society I was questioning and I was having a difficult time uh, yeah. with the fact that why the society treats the menstrual blood as something dirty. Yeah. And why am I treated like not me, uh -huh. in general, women treated as such a pain. But what I'm hearing now is that it's actually good to have these emotions. Yeah. Because then you are curious, you're yeah. questioning. Yeah. Yeah, those erratic emotions that were take you into deeper parts of yourself because you can't even cope with yourself. Mm. So how do we organize? How do I how do I express this? How do I come into balance with myself? and the world around me. Mm. And in order for you to be in balance with yourself and the world around you, you've got to honor your cycle. Um, and what does it mean to honor the cycle? What does it mean? Right? What yeah. does it mean? So this is the self, this is the questions you start to ask yourself. Yeah. What does it mean to honor yeah. my cycle? What does it mean to love my cycle? Right. And to pay attention to it. Mm. Yeah. To, to, to listen to your body. Yeah. Mm. Not the outside to your body, to listen to your emotions. Mm. So if you're cycling, like for instance, if you're in your, if you're bleeding and, and something tells you don't go to that meeting, mm. you don't go. Mm. Yeah. Even if you have to, even if the boss is going to get, you know, you don't go, mm. you invest more in the inner voice and in your body than what you actually have to do. Indeed. And this creates a, a conflict inside. But the more you invest in your inner knowing, mm. in your body, you start to set a new path for yourself. Mm. Yeah? Mm. And the body starts to listen. Now your blood that was disgusting to you and you were trying to hide, now you're, you're smelling it. Yeah. And you're realizing, oh, this is more acidic. Oh, this smells like roses. My yeah. blood can actually smell like roses? How come nobody told me that? Mm. Because you never discovered you only heard what was in the outside right this yeah. is the listening yeah? yeah yeah and i know so many people um who just not find it dirty but also have physical pain around yeah. it yeah. they have this whole irregular cycles which is a modern day yeah. issue and yeah if i can connect the dots now it's it is very much rooted to not um honoring the sacredness of our body yeah. and that is leading to so much of even physical challenges the yeah. amount of infertility we have these days the yeah. amount of um i know there are in netherlands there are specialized painkillers for these yeah. days i don't know how yeah. it is in the rest of the world but it's so yeah. common 
It's so common to yeah. do that. Yeah, it's so common. And I love this topic, right, that you have just touched upon, pain. Mm. I mean, the first thing is understanding that when you we have a cycle, mm. is that pain is the teacher. Mm. Yeah? Pain is not your enemy. Pain is there to show you something. Mm. And if you can connect with the pain and go into the pain, it's going to reveal what's mm off balance mm. yeah and what's hidden underneath the pain mm. that is a gift a treasure mm. yeah so a lot of us try to numb the pain don't mm. go with the pain something's wrong if you have pain no, i never think something's wrong something's trying to get your attention yes so <laughs> but you should approach it with yeah. curiosity yeah exactly uh, and we should go into it we should mm. breathe into it go beyond the pain you know like go into it instead it's the same thing that happens when we birth right? Mm. And when I talk about birth is birth babies, but also birth projects. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Birth anything. Yeah. We go through that emotional sometimes pain. Sometimes we go into the big challenges that cause chaos. Pain. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. All of that. So when we run away from it, we don't get the birth. Mm. Yeah. We don't birth ourselves. And then it becomes a chronic pain. It becomes a chronic pain and a numbness. Yeah. You numb yourself. Yeah. You know, and then one day those emotions that you have been numbing and those feelings and the and the sensations they're gonna come out. And mm. how are they gonna be expressed? Mm. That's the thing, and that's what brings us off balance and out of harmony with self is when they are expressed mm. in other ways. Like now you're screaming at somebody mm. that had nothing to do with it. No, <laughs> yeah, but it was because you were repressing all of that for so long. Oh, you understand? Okay. Yeah. So being alive mm. with your instinct with your intuition and having loyalty mm. to yourself to your body to your cycle mm. to your body to your body is yeah. so important and we're all discovering that i'm 45 years old and i'm still discovering that yeah. you know and i have learned in a hard way that just like gaining a trust of a closed one it takes you know you need to take just not the knowing that I need to do certain things. You have to uh, earn the trust by showing some action and same is with your body and yeah. with your intuition and with your yeah. inner wisdom that you need to show yes. up. Yes. Yeah. You show up for yourself and honor what feels right for you. Yep. Yeah. You have yeah. to show up, you have to listen, and you have to trust yourself. You can't trust another if you don't trust yourself, right? Mm. That was my great teaching too is mm. the trusting mm. it was uh, is like okay i want to trust yeah and i trust everyone around me but do i trust myself mm. yeah mm. and these were hard lessons you know very. to very hard lessons my name is malie okalani and it was given by a grandmother a hawaiian grandmother auntie mahilani when my birth name was released because as soon as the name came down from the stars mm. I felt Daniela step out mm. and walk out. And auntie said, there goes, right when I felt that, she just said it, there goes Daniela and all her suffering. And I felt a star descend into my heart. Mm. I started shaking and my sisters, my seven sisters that were there witnessing it all started crying. And this is where I embody with Malie Okalani together is what auntie said is the 
trust, the trust in the deep navigation of the waters mm. and also the trust in, in the heavens. Mm. And so when you have the deep waters and then you have the connection with the heavens, in order to keep that vibration, you are surfing mm. the waves of trust all the time. Whoa. So when you embody a vibration, you have to live, live up to it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to match yeah. it. Yeah. And my life changed from night and day. Yeah. And I realized that trust is something that, that first we have to develop within ourselves. Mm. So with that, we ha the, the matching mm. of this trust is that spirit calls, you answer. You don't analyze it. You don't dissect it. You don't question even spirit's calling. You just answer. Wow. Yeah. Once you answer it, then you can question it. <laughs> mm, that's a good one. <laughs> Because somewhere... I was thinking like, okay, where do we uh, need to bring that logical side? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, very interesting. I want to know, deep dive into mm -hmm. your own yeah. uh, journey, mm -hmm. because you told mm -hmm. me about your mm -hmm. birth. Um, but how did you come to this whole uh, trusting process, uh, wisdom, and also birthing the school? Yeah. I can imagine it would be a very interesting. Yes, it's, it's, it's an interesting journey with a lot of challenges, mm -hmm. heartbreaks, mm -hmm. shattering of the heart is mm -hmm. the first one that really brings me back home. Interesting, huh? Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, the, the we can start with the beginning. Your uh, where were you born? I was born in Chile, South America. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. And I lived there for about four years. Mm -hmm. I had uh, parents that were teenagers. Mm -hmm. my, my dad was 19 when he had me, and so was my mother. Um, so mother, 19, dad, 19, right? Mm -hmm. They come to the U.S. around 20-something, mm -hmm. and here I am, wow. uh, four years old with them, and also an older sister. So they had her when my, my mother had her when she was in high school. High school. Yeah. Okay. So imagine these young parents, immigrants in the U.S., mm. yeah, wow. and, and navigating life. And it was an epic experience mm. being in their presence because they were young. Mm. And here we were um, kind of alone in the world, mm. you know, in this big U.S. for them, right, mm. trying to find their way and also care for their children without family, without anything, without mm. any support, just them. Just So we became really close. We were close. And so many life experiences of, of changing all the time from one home to another to another. It's like trying to follow the American dream, I think mm. it was, you know? Work hard. Work hard, work hard. We can do this, we can mm. do this, we yeah. can do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And That so, was a shocking... Yes. Yeah. Star. Yeah, it was, and I was extremely sensitive, mm. super sensitive. And I was the one in the home that took on all the energies, mm. yeah? The caretaker and mm. the one that took on all the energies, mm. meaning that I would have my tantrums. I would, mm. you know, be very um, emotionally um, expressive too, mm. um, but very nurturing, mm. yeah? And so... I was like the mama in the house. Mama in the yeah. house. Yeah. And also with the drama. Yeah. And with the drama. Yeah. 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 So I grew up like that, very sensitive. And nature um, was the water, the mm -hmm. pool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So nature um, was the water. It was the pool. 
because I lived in the suburbs of uh, Kendall, mm -hmm. of uh, Miami. Mm -hmm. And this is like, if you can go there with me now, it's all cement. Yeah. Yeah. Suburbs. Yeah. And then strip malls in every corner. Oh, my God. But barely any nature. No. Yeah. No. And the only very thing you city. have. Yeah, yeah. Very city. And, then the only, and you only have uh, pools. Yeah. yeah. So I would spend most of my time dreaming and being in the pool from the morning until night. The, the pool was my babysitter, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was my dream world. It was everything. So that's where the connection with water starts to awaken. Oh, yeah. wow. That was, you were yearning for nature and the pool. Yeah, yeah. It because kept you connected. It kept me connected. Yeah. Mm. It kept me connected and it kept everything that was happening at home, the mm. stressful mm. feelings from mama and, and dad of having to hold mm. and care. And there was my little brother that came along too. So there's three mm. children. Uh, I would just go into the water and, and, mm. and dream. Wow. I would dream that I was a mermaid the whole time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Which is really interesting because we're going to get to where I am now. And yeah. I know that. <laughs> I, I, I have started connecting. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so till when were you with your parents? Um... So it turns out that then, um, then the big, there's a big shift that's coming. Mm. You know, and, and, and we're all kind of excited because mm. this struggling and this, you know, uh, mm. living day to day, really disconnected and trying to make ends meet, all of us, mm. it gets to a point that we just need, all of us need a change. Mm. And my dad gets this opportunity to open up a business, but he has to go back to Chile. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he goes to live in Chile, decides, and my mother's resisting it. No, 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 I am. I want to stay here. I want to stay here. And how old were you that time? I was about six, 17, 17. 17. Yeah. Okay. 17. And so my brother was in middle school in that time. He was about 14, I think, mm -hmm. 13. And he was about to actually start middle school. And um, we didn't want him to have that kind of lifestyle. Mm. And we wanted him to have a better upbringing with school and not going to the public school systems mm. in those areas. And so he um, he ended up going with my father. Mm. And he ended up going into a private school, a complete, like, polarity, right. you know, experience. Um, and that left me here with my mother. We got an apartment in Miami Beach. Mm. And this is the first time, like, I feel my mother happy in mm. all the time that I have felt her. She mm. is just relaxed. She's going to work. She's going to the beach. Mm. She's doing things for herself for the first time, just starting to do things for herself. Imagine. Mm. And she was, um, she was young. She was like late 30s. Mm. And uh, yeah, late 30s. And um, it turns out that my, my father can't hold my brother. Mm. And he's like, he needs his mother. Mm. So my mom is torn. Should oh. I go? Should I not? Should I follow my heart? Should I do this? She ends up going, mm. yeah, like for duty, yeah. not for responsibility, responsibility of being a mom. Being yeah. a mom. Mm. Um, so many things, you know, but like always she did, put her, putting herself at the end. Mm. It's not important, my dreams. What is expected yeah. from uh, yeah. any mother. Yeah, what's, I, it's, what's important is yeah. what I need to do, not yeah. what my heart is telling me yeah. or what I really want to do. Yeah. So she goes over there. Mm. And um, in this time, I move in with a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So does my sister, my older sister. And we start to live in the U.S. because we don't want to go back. We don't yeah. want to go live in, uh, in Chile okay. at that time. And um, 
there was one one day that um, I felt very emotional mm. and I went to the beach and mm. I said, I need to change my life. This is not working for me. No. So I started to cry by the ocean. Mm. And, mm -hmm. um, and when I started to cry by the ocean, mm -hmm. it was this, um, this feeling of commanding something different mm -hmm. to the waters and to God or to anything that was out there at the time. Yeah. I was only 17 at that time. Um, and Huh? There, there was, was a, not enough yeah. space. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. Um, yeah, you were mm -hmm. mentioning about by the beach. Yeah, so then I command, I want to change my life. And literally like two or three days later, I get a phone call from my mother that she has cancer. Oh. And so from one day to the next, I was flying to Chile mm. to be with my mother. Mm. And two years after that, she crossed over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, actually, she got cancer. We took care of her mm. and then she went on remission. And then I came back to the US. Mm. And then at 20, she it spread. Mm. And uh, when I turned 20, it spread, so I traveled back to the to Chile to be with her and she had two years mm -hmm. of life. Um 42 she crossed over. Okay. And those were the big awakenings of my spirituality. That's when everything, that's when, that's when I start to plug in. Yeah. yeah? Because that, that's a huge grief to... Huge. So yeah. I think my psyche or something inside my body, or maybe what I said in the beach, like I wanted my life to change, mm. um, something happened and I started to really go into this place of calling forth all, all the support that I need spiritually mm. So then I can go through this process mm. because there was one thing that I would tell myself oh, that I would tell every time my mom would go inside the room and say, did you say your prayers? And mm. I would say, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do them. I'm going to do them. So right before I went to bed, I would say, God, 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 please, whatever you do, mm. you can do anything. Anything can happen, but don't take my mama away. Mm. Yeah. That was like my big prayer. Mm. So this was like a big thing for me. Like she was my best friend. She was my everything. Yeah. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And losing her totally questioned that connection. Yeah. Well, no, actually it deepened. Rather deepened. Yeah. I, I, I always start with like it questions yeah. and makes you even deeper. Yeah. 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 It actually, it, it actually uh, broke down all the, the false ideas of what mm. death is. Mm. Yeah. It completely shattered all those belief systems of what death is mm. and that's when i realized that i can still connect with her i can still be with her okay. in just a different way okay and that's oh. where the spiritual world starts to open up because in order for me to stay connected to her i have to stay in a certain vibration mm. elevate my consciousness to be able to listen and hear her wow yeah wow. and so that's where the mediumship starts to open up as well in my path so oh wow that there are so many avenues that we can take yeah. in yeah yeah because <laughs> uh you speak about um 
yeah, losing a mom, but also having this new relationship with her mm-hmm. and facing death first time. And that's normally one of the biggest channels, yeah. biggest portals of our life yes. when we uh, awaken to these higher realms. Yeah. How was that like? Yeah, that's your channeling. Well, I was preparing my body and I started to prepare it with yoga. Not knowing, of course, it just came. Yoga came. Mm -hmm. Ashtanga and Kundalini yoga came. And Mm -hmm. in order to spend taking care of my mom those two years with with, uh, chemotherapy and the Mm -hmm. whole cancer journey, my medicine was Kundalini yoga, waking Mm -hmm. up at four in the morning and meditating until seven, you know, Mm -hmm. doing kriyas and getting connected. And in those that's when I started to awaken those realms. So mm-hmm. when she parted and she took her, her journey to the other worlds, is I felt like I had opened up a channel already. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Through those sound waves, through that, there was a portal already there that mm-hmm. I can perceive. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, wow. And that's when you started um, diving deeper mm-hmm. and having these talks uh, like messages receiving yeah. these messages yeah this is when the messages start to come yeah tell me about about the realm that at least we can't see how yeah. how, how was your experience how do you perceive from from your yeah. from your reality well now or then <laughs> uh, let's start with then So in those times, um, when I remember my dad, synchronistically, this is Mm -hmm. amazing because this is where I have my my biggest shamanic awakenings is Mm -hmm. when I go to the Sacred Valley of Mm -hmm. Peru, Mm -hmm. uh, where Machu Picchu is and all of that. She crosses over and two weeks later, my dad's handing me over some tickets to go to Machu Picchu. Mm -hmm. And I said, what am I going to do with it? Just go to those ruins, he says. Mm -hmm. And you have a vacation. And um, I go to the high mountains and I'm walking the Inca Trail. Mm-hmm. And it's it's rigorous. You know, you have little oxygen. You mm-hmm. have these huge mountains. And, and you're going for four days walking, you know, yeah, through these mountains. Yeah. Uh, with all climates and, and all of that. So all of a sudden, um, in one of those walks, is I feel like I can't do it anymore. And then I could hear, I could feel and see the visions of my mom in her last days when she was going through a lot of agony, physical Mm -hmm. agony. Mm -hmm. And so in my heart, I was like, well, if she can do that, I can do this, Mm -hmm. you know? So I passed through that threshold of my body and my mind, and I just kept on breathing and walking up the mountain. And then I heard the mountain speak. And it was, and I didn't know what it was. I was just like this inner voice inside, but it was very strong and sharp, you know, Mm. like, uh, just very like, more like not human. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. It was very direct, clear. And you hear it. I heard it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I heard it. And then, but there's a a hearing and a knowing happening Mm. all at the same time. Yeah. Mm. So, and so the, the, the voices were telling me that, um, that you have a strength inside of you and you have that same strength that your mother has. And then that's when I was able to connect with my mother Mm. and I could hear her voice, but it was angelic. It was her pure voice in a more, in a softer tone, like very soft. Mm. 
And at first I thought I imagined it, mm. you know, I'm imagining this, or maybe I want to imagine this, yeah. but then it just started to happen more and more and more. And that's mm. when I realized like, oh, I'm tapping into something, you know, that I'm, I've never been taught. I've never been shown. No. You know? So, um, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to trust it. Yeah. I'm going to trust it. And I'm going to continue because it feels good. And what kind of conversations did you have so, with your mom back then? So the, that was the beginning of it. But then when I got back, mm -hmm. I started to continue with my sadhana in the mornings. Mm -hmm. And there was one time we were in Argentina. I was doing the teacher training for Kundalini Yoga. And the, um, the sun was rising, but in my visions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I saw this golden sun mm. and I felt my heart open and mm. I got teary eyed because I felt so much love. Mm. And I heard my mom's voice saying, here I am. And I said, where are you? I miss you so much. And she goes, I'm in the sun. Do you feel me? And then I said, I do. And I want to believe this is you. This is me. Mm. And I go, where are you? And she goes, I'm everywhere, she said. Wow. And so then like little, little snippets like this, you know, and this crying and feeling like she was embracing me like that, that energy that I could only feel from her, that it was a soft hug that you can kind of melt into. That's the energy that I was feeling. So it made me cry and cry and mm. cry. And it made me realize like I can access her, mm. maybe not how I want to in the physical But I do have a direct channel and a source that I can continue this and love. Feel the nurture. Yeah, and feel the nurture oh, and the, wow. that reciprocity of love. Yeah. yeah? Oh, wow. Um, so, interesting enough, when I went to the Inca Trail, I went with my boyfriend at the time. Mm. And that's when I get pregnant. Mm. In, the, in the Inca Trail with my firstborn. Mm. So, three weeks later, when my mom passes, I conceive. <laughs> and that is the awakening of deeper magic and getting in touch with my womb, getting in touch with everything that has to go <laughs> in order to birth this child that is an awakened child within my womb. Wow. Yeah. And, and you knew it when you conceived it, that yeah. this is an awakened child well, and this is all connected. Right when I conceived her, I felt something so magical. I felt the stars descend, mm. I remember. And mm. I knew something was placed. I knew like something was different in my womb, mm. you know. And, but I, I didn't tie it in that I was pregnant. I just mm. felt, wow, what was that? Lovemaking. Mm. What was this? Mm. And, um, and then later Beautiful. on, I felt her. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. This is so. Uh, yeah. I can hear a lot of consciousness because you were so aware of what was happening mm -hmm. in, yeah. in the whole, uh, I think, a quite uh, intense timing of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's coming in with that spirit, you know, kind yeah. of, in the, and she has that intensity. The okay. soul, this, my daughter has that intensity. Right? It's, oh, yeah. 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 And and so do you feel that uh, your first daughter is um, maybe reincarnation of your mom or something mm. related? Is I it? think she, they crossed paths and mm. they supported each other, but mm. uh, no, I don't think so. No. Yeah. But my daughter comes in and she, uh, she actually opens the world of magic for me, mm. the world back to the earth, which mm. is something that I, 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 didn't, I just had the water, the pool. Mm. This is where like the beginning of shamanism 
mm-hmm. starts to be taught by my by my daughter. Mm-hmm. But just by her being who she is, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Just her being a two-year-old, her mm-hmm. her hugging trees. Mm-hmm. I never saw someone hug a tree. Mm-hmm. And here was my two-year-old hugging trees, talking to the trees like they were alive, mm-hmm. you know, all the way up till eight years old. Like mm-hmm. they were her friends and her oh, family. Wow. Yeah. I mean doing uh, he- uh, massages and healing sessions on me using her crystals and the elements and and where was this coming from you know mm. she seen I was a massage therapist at the time so she seen me do massage but where was she getting her little bonsai tree putting it on my back putting her amethyst mm. pretending she's the wind behind me I mean this is where everything starts to kind of like what is happening you know yeah. like who is she and yeah. what is she showing me yeah so I was very hyper aware of everything that she was teaching me yeah mm-hmm. and learning from yeah. her that she's doing it yeah naturally, naturally. this yeah. is what's so cool yeah and the dad was um was complete like opposite of who i was mm-hmm. so because he hadn't gone through my journey mm-hmm. he had a whole different upbringing than i did mm-hmm. so we we are these two polar sides mm-hmm. And then it causes a lot of tension, mm. a lot of tension. But um, I was this fierce mama, you know, lioness that was waking up to this new consciousness because the babies were coming through. I had four children mm-hmm. and the babies were coming and they were showing me, you know, change your food, mm. pay attention to your environment. What are you doing? What mm. school are you going to put them in? What are you going to, what are you going to feed them with? Not only food, but what are you going to nurture their thoughts with, their environment mm. with? So the level of sensitivity that I have after birthing one child after the other, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That it feels like I can't cope in the world. Mm. I feel like I'm going to go mad if Mm. I go out there in the matrix or into the Mm. everyday world. Mm. So I, what I do is I ground in my home because everything Mm. is so new. I never saw this from my mother or from my father. And there's these three little beings that are really wanting to know life and experience life and everything you do imprints them Mm. yeah Mm. and they're like open books and they're so filled with imagination purity magic Mm. that you don't want to put them out into the world and have all that cut off off. yeah Yeah. so very instinctual like what is in their field Mm. and what um so this leaves the mother Mm. like a jaguar all the time yeah on guard which was very stressful for the marriage and for me yeah. as well. Because you were challenging the norms that... All the time. Yeah. No vaccination, the food, the this. Why can't they sit in front of the TV and watch TV at two, three years old? No, because they can be doing something else, you yeah. know? Yeah. They can be... They don't need to have those visuals coming out. Indoctrination yeah. from the conditioning yeah. of the society. Why don't we sing songs? Why don't we draw? Why don't we sit down and why don't we just be, you know? Mm. In here and we, them receive what's in the environment mm. instead mm. of what's coming from that indoctrination. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that must be very um, challenging for your partner. Oh. Yeah. Because this is... Totally not in the main. Yeah, he wanted to sit and watch football. Mm. And he wanted to go to his mother's house and visit her every weekend. And then they had a big TV screen there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just put the kids with some food and then, you know. Mm. And I'm like, there was this f- place that just didn't feel right. Mm. And there's one thing that my mother taught me along the journey with her whole two years is mm. 
Listen to your soul. Listen to your heart. Mm. Listen to yourself. Mm. Listen. Don't do what I did. Mm. Don't not listen to yourself. Mm. So she set the path for me to have this kind of mm. fearlessness of really listening inside. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And you had been brave enough and that's why things become became deeper and yeah. deeper yeah. with every child. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you kind of got um, um, taught by all your four children mm -hmm. to be a natural shaman, a nat which is your that's what it is. current that's it. being. That's it. That's your current reality. And that's why I feel that every woman is a natural shaman. If mm. they wish to connect to their natural shaman, it is they have it in them just mm. because they cycle, just mm. because they connect with the moon. Mm. The moon, their cycle, their blood cycle is connected to the moon. They're connected to the earth's cyclical mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Life, birth, rebirth, life, birth, rebirth, just by menstruating and by shedding mm. your uterus mm. each time. And mm. and by ovulating and by all the phases of the mm. of the cycle, not just the, the blood, right? Mm. Um, but this part of becoming that natural shaman is mm. what in the school mm. is is shared. It's mm. not you don't have to go go sit with a shaman from a tribe. No, you are your own shaman. Mm. You can connect with the moon, the stars, the spirit world. Mm. You can connect with your higher powers at all times. Mm. It's all in you, you know. Mm -hmm. And the children and the in nature teaches you this, you know, mm. when you sit with yourself, when you sit with your children, when you really observe them, feel them and mm. sense them mm. when they get sick and you don't go to the doctor, you don't, yeah. you, pop pills. you pop pills. No. no, you listen. And because your love is so big and you're opening up to something really big because you really want to heal your child you mm. want to make them feel better and not feel so uncomfortable mm. in their process you get information mm. and it's so amazing the information and then you have to trust that information mm. and then you see one child here heal then the other child heal and then you're like this is actually working yeah yeah so listening to my instinct and my intuition actually works for my children mm. and so But the first one, child, comes with a lot of anxiety because you have to kind of be a war. You have to be a warrior. You're mm -hmm. setting a new path. Mm -hmm. By the third one, you're more relaxed in your power. You know who you you are, kind of in that you realm. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. You're trusting more, so you can even feel that in the children how they're more relaxed as well. Oh, like yeah. the nature yeah. of the children. Yeah, yeah, oh. the nature of the children. That's what I see. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. all the elder ones are normally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, alert. Yeah, they're very alert and in the yeah. And, yeah and analytical and in the mind because they have to kind of you know, they have to set the new. That's how the mother is also working. Yeah, that's how the mother is working. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, tell me, in today's world, where majority of us, at least, are living from a more logical and analytical and fact-based and science and. Uh, pop up the pill culture, uh, doctor-based culture, everything has to have a proof. How can we even, like, can you give me some, um, I don't know, suggestions? How can I honor yeah. this magical part of me? And um, also in men, yeah. because I think in 
In both, yeah. In both. If we need to have a sustainable yeah. society, society. Yeah. we need that awareness in both. What yeah. can be so a true. good starting point? It's so true. And that's why Sacred Women School is, is for women. Mm-hmm. Men are can come anytime, <laughs> but but it's focused on women because the guides, they told me clearly, is first you work with the women. Mm-hmm. The women have to understand their bodies, mm-hmm. understand their powers of mm-hmm. the creatrix mm-hmm. in order for them to hold the souls mm-hmm. that are then going to awaken in the ways that they're, they're meant to awaken on this earth. Yeah, because there is a there is a, a a deep connection with mother and child at the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. even from nursing and from all of those that process, mm-hmm. that the child gets imprinted very young through mm-hmm. the mother. You know, mm-hmm. by just being in her womb. It's just yeah, like just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's science. That's yeah, science that's right science. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. What I feel that is very important in order to get in touch with your magic and to connect is to know that who you are mm-hmm. and to embody that. Mm-hmm. So I know that I am the creatrix of my own life. I am the creator of my own life. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? That means I create my own reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you start Giving water to that belief system mm. and nourish, nurturing and nourishing that belief system, mm. it grows mm. and it empowers you. Mm. Now you're not the victim. Now you have the power. Inside out. Inside. Yeah. And, and it's inside of you. You have to go within you. Mm. You, have to, you have to ask inside. In, in talking back to the loyalty, you have to be loyal to that voice more than you are to the outside voice. Mm. Yeah. And when you do that, you're going to see yourself painting a path that has nothing to do with how mom saw, how dad saw, or how society saw. It's your own unique path, your own unique reality. That Mm. takes courage. That takes a lot of courage. A lot of courage. But once you pass through that courage and then you start seeing how you are Mm. the creator of your own reality, Mm. then you start to give Mm. more nourishment, more power to that because you feel free. Mm. Yeah, it's not about an attainment. It's about living in joy Mm. and softness and kindness Mm. and in richness because Mm. that's what true richness is. Mm. And when you settle into that richness, into that joy, the magic of life starts to reveal itself. Mm. Synchronicities, the things you think you manifest on the outside. Mm. Yeah, and then you start saying, wow, I am the creator, the creatrix of my own life. Mm. Yeah. And I do live in a magical world. Like for instance, the other, the other, uh, the last trip that we took with the women to uh, Portugal, we were writing to do an initiation, Mm. a priestess initiation. We're in the car and I said, I feel like there's a rainbow that's going to come up. Mm. Two minutes later, a huge rainbow came up. Huge. And I said, ladies, you see how we're manifesting here? Yeah. And it's like that. You know, one time I was in the ocean, like these things happen. Mm. One time I was in the ocean, I was with my husband mm. and we were playing with the children. And mm. if you grab the seaweed in Florida and, and on the beach and you shake it, little shrimp and lobsters come out and they float out. Mm. And then you collect them with the children and you want them. So Papa comes over and we're like, look, look what's happening here. And we're looking at the little fish. 
And we were in just such joy from that. The waves, the, 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 the light of the sun, everything was just really magnificent, right? Mm -hmm. So our vibration, our frequency was up, right? Yeah. yeah. So when your frequency is up, you manifest things like this. Mm. Yeah. You have more expansion of your field. Your quantum field is connected to the universe. So what you think, you manifest. So in that moment, we're walking to the shore, back to the, to the shore with the children. And I said, but how can you not believe in magic? I tell him, <laughs> I mean, it's just this ocean is so magical. You dip your hand in and I was going to go for a shell. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. But I was so in the magic, I think. I grabbed something and I was like, and I pulled out a huge starfish. Wow. <laughs> and I say, you see? And, and I look at my hand and the kids start jumping up and he's like, what? And I, <laughs> and I said, this is magic. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. So little things that they're, they're small everyday things, but they're extraordinary ways of living. It's a simple life, this magical life. But it's extraordinary. You're such an embodiment of it. I am <laughs> I'm just magically touched by your uh, vibes. Hmm, yeah. And I can see that there's so much of conviction and trust in the magic. Yeah. That, um, it's so needed. Yeah. So needed. So needed. So how does this conviction and this magic come? Mm. By trusting our soul path. Mm. Because each one has a soul path. I have my own unique soul path. You have your own unique soul path. So we always have to ask ourselves, and this is what I ask, what is my soul path here? Mm. What did I come here to do? Mm. It's all set up. If you look at your childhood, all the wounds, mm. all the challenges, everything that you've lived is setting up your soul path. Mm. Yeah? So that you can live in your soul path. And what is a soul path? What is a soul path? Is when you are vibrating mm. at your unique vibration, mm. your unique essence. Mm. Yeah? And each one we have collected for eons information in our light body mm. that has its own unique frequency. Mm. Yeah? That's what makes us so special. And then when we, it's like atoms, it's like mm. when we all come together, mm. then we create a massive creation. Yeah. Wow. But each of us with our own unique codes. Mm. Yeah. And that's why when sisters like you and me, when we connect, mm. we activate our soul mission mm. and our soul purpose. Wow. Yeah. Um, that uh, makes me curious about the next question that um, why, why do we need to come on this earth? And have a soul path. What's the purpose in the bigger scheme of things? For me, I know as an individual, as a human being, if I follow my soul path and be on my, like, be me, mm -hmm. that is that is the right path. And that's where the magic happens. Yeah. But in the bigger scheme of things, yeah, you speak about stars, you speak about moon cycles and the earth, mother earth being connected. Yeah. In the bigger scheme of things... Why is all of this needed? Why is the soul needed to be born on earth? Why do we need to go through this birth and death cycle? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> it's yeah. so amusing. It's so infinite. <laughs> yeah. And it's so mysterious. And it's so beautiful to be in the mystery and not mm. have to know, mm. but have to live it. Yeah. And, wow. each, and each time it's like, 
you get closer to it. Mm. But right when you get closer to it, then you start again to the beginning. It's mm. infinite, this. Mm. What we're trying to discover is infinite. And there's no, I don't think there's any right answer or mm. way. No. Right? No knowing. There's, enough knowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in the unknown. Yeah. And that's when we're, we're tapping into source wisdom. Yeah. Mm. And so, and, and I prefer to leave it like that because it becomes mm. more magical. Mm. You, you're able to sink in and kind of relax into the magic yeah. Yeah, of life. Yeah. yeah. And create your own reality. Because if you have an end goal or if you have an idea that this is what we're doing this for, mm. then you're going to create that. Mm. Mm. So it's okay not to know. Yeah. And just to be, right? I think that's also that really satisfies my curiosity as well because I know that yeah every time I have faced a big challenge and I know that oh now I know it all I know how life works then it's never oh, <laughs> right that's the biggest yeah, yeah. this is what uh, I've, I've experienced yeah, too yeah, yeah so there is no right answer and there is no right knowing and there is no end to the knowing of yeah. it and we just need to Uh, play this blind game yeah. and play the best of ourselves. Yeah, and enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And and ask yourself, the thing is, is also in allowing things to be, mm. you know? Mm. So allowing things to be, if you wish to, Because everybody has their 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 mission here. Mm. Yeah. Some are here not to allow things to be. Some are and here to be. In, yeah, and that's their mission. Some are here to be in war and in conflict. Yeah. Some are here to be in suffering. Mm. Some are here to be in pure love and oneness. Mm. And to bring some are here to but what I see with every we're all working for the same thing. Mm. And there is a sacred order. Just like nature. Nature always telling us this. There's the little worms. There's the lion. There's the tree. There's the wind. But it's all working together. Yeah. yeah? Nobody's more Nobody's or less. Nobody's more or less. No. That's the feminine wisdom. And that's mm. what we're returning now. And the feminine wisdom is not woman. Mm. Feminine wisdom is a creation energy mm. that we are bringing more into our consciousness now. Mm. Yeah. And it's the feminine wisdom that we're all in this together. Mm. There's oneness here. Mm. There's a place where you go inside to retrieve. You don't go only outside. You go inside. Yeah. And um, and you trust the mystery and the unknown. And it's mm. okay not to know, mm. you know. Yeah, that's a very powerful yeah. place to live. Imagine in. creating our systems. Yeah. It would be so playful. Mm. Yeah, And our masculine is thirsty. It's wanting to mm. bring in more of the feminine because the masculine is so um, off balance, just like the feminine is, because it needs the feminine too. Mm. And the masculine energy is so pure. Mm. Oh my goodness. And mm. I saw that with my son. My son, mm. you know, men are the keepers of the masculine energy, women mm. are the keepers of the feminine. Mm. But Sometimes I'm connected to men that have more feminine energy than, than the actual man. I mean, than the actual woman. Yeah, yeah? yeah. And vice versa. So it's not really about men or women, but it is about knowing that we are keepers. Mm. Yeah. And that the men came to be keepers, mm. you know, of that pure, refined masculine mm. and what i've been talking a lot with the women in the school is that the masculine um in the patriarchal era 
is not the true masculine. Mm. Just like That's the feminine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. What is our, our masculine? And my son has been able to birth in my eyes what true, pure masculine energy is. And it is so pure. Yeah. I mean, it just, it makes my eyes watery. Yeah. And so when you see that in men, it just, oof. Yeah. It what is your vision of? A holder, um, like a pillar, mm-hmm. a pristine channel, mm-hmm. a clear channel, a direct clear channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An illumination. Mm-hmm. This is the masculine. They come and they illuminate everything mm-hmm. that the feminine is bringing from the chaos. Mm. yeah they organize things like my son when he sits next to me he organizes my chaos Mm. Mm. that that chaos center and he just sits there and he knows how to anchor it in Mm. yeah he doesn't fight with it he doesn't judge it he embraces it acknowledges it and honors it and he's able to sit with it Mm. that's how powerful Wow, yes. that's very powerful yeah he's able to sit in the emotion in the chaos in the everything yeah? And in the ever-changing. Mm. Because one hour I will say one thing, and then the next hour I'm believing something else. Mm. And he just giggles at it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah? yeah, He's giggling and he's anchoring in the information. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So he doesn't wow. feel threatened by it. Mm. Yeah? And it yeah. doesn't, everything doesn't need to be one rule only. Yeah. It can change in an hourly yeah. basis and then yeah. you... Like the universe. Reorganize. Yeah, yeah, reorganize itself, like the universe. Mm. Yeah, so wow. then, so that's where we're tapping into higher consciousness. And we mm. tap into higher consciousness through the feminine. Mm. Yeah? Because that's where the unknown lies. Because that's where the unknown lies and the mystery. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh, there's so much to explore, but I would like to <laughs> uh, go into one topic uh, before we start rounding up mm-hmm. is about. Uh, you spoke about the pool, mermaids. Mm. Shall we speak Thank a little you. bit you. about the You're Lemurian? The yes. <laughs> the Lemurian. Um... Yes. You're so tapped in. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that. Yeah. yeah. I, because I, I, I have, I know from Neha and also from you, I, I looked into the school also yeah. about the Lemurian activations. Yeah. Can you enlighten us about? Yeah, so the school's going through a huge transition right now mm-hmm. because when, when we birthed the school, it was in the pandemic, like I had mentioned before, mm-hmm. and we were in Lemurian energies from Hawaii and from Australia, mm-hmm. yeah? And we were channeling a lot of information when I would go and swim with the dolphins or sit in the stones or in the heiaus, in the sacred temples by the waters, you would receive so much Lemurian energy. And what is Lemuria? Mm-hmm. We call it Mu, really. That's mm-hmm. what we call it in our school, Mu, the vibration of Mu. And Mu is, um, I really like um, to not really give too much information about Mu mm-hmm. because it is, it is what people say, a continent that sunk into the water, an mm-hmm. ancient civilizations of hundreds and thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. that there's really no... Mm-hmm remnants or history of it yeah in our books we have water and here we have the water and this is what always happens yeah when they come because mu is very connected to mother gaia's and to the and to mu reminds you you are the water Mm. yeah you are the sun you are the trees you are connected with mother earth and her crystal core and her heart yeah Mm. the best way to connect with mu is through nature 
-hmm. and through your crystal heart. Mm. Yeah. So um, our mission is to bring women, yeah, or anyone. Men can come too, of course. We love actually having men. We had a man in our last Portugal trip, and it was amazing to have his mm -hmm. presence because of that same information that I gave about the masculine. He was a pillar. Mm -hmm. So more, it's like we can get even more expansive with the teachings mm -hmm. because he was anchoring them in okay. and organizing them with wow. this energy. Yeah. So um, Mu is... To discover Mu is to go into your crystal heart, mm. to go into those places that are so deep within you, your mm. inner waters, yeah, which are your emotions, mm. your feelings, mm. yeah. When you touch a tree, you touch the rain, you just don't touch the rain. Mm. You allow it to communicate with you, to encode you, mm. to bring you information of the universe, mm. yeah. And so when you connect in those ways, you get more information about this ancient civilization that mm -hmm. the Hawaiians and that a lot of cultures around the world, the Polynesian islands, a lot of cultures around the world were able to live on earth in pure love and in harmony. There was a time. Yeah, there was a time. Oh, unbelievable. And yeah. that their main focus wasn't to make money, right? Mm -hmm. Their main focus wasn't to raise children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Their main focus was to keep the harmony in the earth. Mm. So imagine waking up every day, all connected, yeah, mm. with vibrational connections with each other, living peacefully on the earth, and your main task mm. was to bring harmony in the earth and in the whole universe too. Wow. Yeah. And that's a period that indeed is possible it is possible and it's still possible it, in the dimensions moves still existing it hasn't okay. disappeared it's just in, in this dimension of matter of reality mm -hmm. in this first second and third dimension it's like we can't grab it so we have to go into this is why we go into portals this is why we go into nature mm -hmm. because through those Nature supports us into getting into the frequency that allows us to go into the fifth dimension and beyond. Meaning you can feel, sense, and see heaven on earth here. Yeah? I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And you get glimpses, glimpse of it because in those realms, time is different. Mm. Yeah? What an hour would be here that you're in heaven and earth is probably a half a second, let's say. I'm not, I'm not giving you the exact measurement, but the idea of it. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So you'll have a glimpse of it, but you have to be awake enough to be able to catch that wave. Tap into that Tap frequency. Tap into that, that frequency, that oh, field. Wow. And, and there you get information. You get downloads. You get, you get information that you never knew you had. Mm. Yeah? Mm. And it just comes. It's a knowing. It's like, it's just a knowing that you, this is what it is. There's no questioning. Mm. Yeah? And so... Oh. Um, and Mu is, is, is awakening in all of us now, yeah? Mm -hmm. And it, it's awakening. If we wish to awaken it, it's going to awaken. This mm -hmm. is what I, I feel. Because there's been so much spiritual work and there's so many beings on earth mm -hmm. now and human beings that are working with the network around mm -hmm. all of the earth mm -hmm. that all those ley lines that were severed before mm -hmm. sending information to mm -hmm. different parts of the earth now are running and flowing together. Yeah. And that's our work. That's why sometimes energetically when you feel called to a mountain mm -hmm. or to the lake here like yesterday, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You're doing deeper work there. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you're working and clearing yourself, yeah. but you're also working with the waters. And when you bring that consciousness, mm. yeah, those are the ways you open the portals. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Yeah, and then you bring your journal and you journal because the water will speak to you. Mm. That's a womb there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Wow, there's so much of mystery and knowledge in yeah. tapping into such a um, wisdom. Yeah. Yes, and you know what? I think what, what we're here to really do, mm -hmm. if we wish to do so, is mm -hmm. to awaken that we are channels, mm -hmm. that we are conduits and we're downloading information. Mm -hmm. We are a channel between the earth and the stars and the heavens, right? And the sky. Mm -hmm. And we're receiving information all the time. Um, and what does your guide and, um, and Moose say that why do we need to do it here in these times? I kind of feel it's high time that... Uh, it's, it's for the ones to come. Mm. Yeah. It's like we're making, just like our ancestors did. Mm -hmm. They set this path that we're, we, we're able to awaken to this level of consciousness now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're also doing that for the future generations. Yeah. So we're, we're tilting, cultivating the soil. I love to say this. I heard this one time from one of my first guides, teachers in 2006. Um, we are the cave men, cave women of the millennial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we are just starting off. We're just turning stirring. the soil, stirring, yeah, making it fertile. Lots yeah? of chaos, and, right? Now. Yes. And what's important to know yeah. as somebody that's awakened and conscious, yeah, mm -hmm. is that you just do your part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just do your part because it can be very overwhelming when you wake up and you see there's so much that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you just do your part and that's enough. Mm. your sole purpose mm. yeah? yeah the other will do theirs the other and then we'll cultivate a rich soil we don't need to solve all the we problems don't need to solve. i just need to solve yeah what's in my current reality mm. yeah and maybe you don't even need to solve a problem mm. maybe you just have to live your sole purpose mm. yeah yeah that's very wise because i feel that there there is a part of like how I see the matrix or the yeah. normal reality is that there are a lot of people who are really happy with the whole material. Yeah. Running the, you know, running after money. Yeah. Materials um, and better materials and house and stuff. That, and, and they seem to be perfectly happy living yeah. that life. Yeah. And it's good that they're living that life. Yeah. It's good. Uh, but for me, I feel that that doesn't feel satisfactory to yeah. me. That feels shallow. Yeah. And that, again, conflicts. Uh, yeah. That creates a conflict with um, me saying that, oh, it doesn't need to be my way of living for exactly. everybody. And to have that acceptance and to reduce that judgment and the self-judgment yeah. is quite challenging and inner work in itself. Yeah. It's like, you, and you know who teaches us, like, it brings us to the simplicity and the purity of this understanding is the earth. Mm. The earth, let's say you're a monkey and then you're looking at ants, mm. right? Well, you're a monkey, you're looking at ants, and then you're also looking at the leaf. And then you could be the monkey thinking, oh my goodness, why do these ants all follow each other? Mm. 
and they all go up the tree and mm. they take so long to carry that little thing, mm. you know, the little crumb all the way up the tree. Mm. Like, I don't understand that. I could just climb up here. Like, mm. and then the same thing with the leaf that he's looking at the leaf and he's saying, why is this leaf giving me shade? Mm. Why is that leaf stuck to that tree? Mm. Like, where is it? Whereas that? I can move around. Whereas I can move around. Mm. But then you realize you come out to a, a bigger perspective and you realize the ants have purpose, mm. the leaf has its purpose, and the monkey has its purpose. And right. they're all doing their sole purpose. Some are awake to it, and some are n n don't know that they're doing their sole purpose. But I feel that everybody is. Yeah, yeah. everybody is. And yeah. hence not to have judgment yeah. around anything. Yeah, yeah. And that's I mean, a very comforting thought. And judgment yeah. is part of our existence, but it, if it starts to rule your life and create your reality... Mm that's where it becomes tricky mm. because judgment comes in like we were talking before about the pragmatic analytical it comes in you you need judgment to be here in this earth mm. you know mm. it comes in when you're working in the in the matrix mm. but you step it you step into judgment when you um need to kind of um organize something mm. or or decipher something right mm. or set boundaries mm. right mm. That's when you use judgment, but not to create your reality, mm. right? Or connection with other beings, mm. because then it gets, it gets, it can then get it works against you. Yeah, it goes against you. Yeah, yeah you said it. And um, I think humanity is suffering that as yeah. well, because we are using our intellect yeah. to build connections and feelings yeah. or decipher from them, yeah. which I can at least say for myself, I, I do a lot or at least I did a lot before to yeah. try to have a logical reason for every emotion and every feeling. Yeah. But now I'm more and more coming in terms that there doesn't need to be a reason. Yeah. And just to... And how do you feel with that um, when you come to that? It's still... I feel that when I'm conscious about it, I'm more okay. Mm -hmm. That okay, I have, for example, sometimes... I feel a burst of anger. Yeah. And then I try, I get very hard on myself that, you know, I shouldn't be angry. Yeah. I shouldn't do this. Yeah. I shouldn't react or I shouldn't. Um, but then now I'm more like, no, take a step back and just feel the anger. And um, if there is any information that needs to come through, Oof. Let it come through. If there is no information, I'll just watch yeah. the storm. Yeah. It's more of having that awareness that, okay, if it needs to tell me something, I will. I don't need to fight with it that I should. Um, because I don't know, at least in our society, some at least in our corporate world, we have this, you know, you should always be nice, always be sweet, always be kind. And I think that it's necessary, but... There is this whole layer that um, you feel anger, you feel there is injustice, you feel there is, um, um, yeah, things that are unfair, but mm -hmm. you have to always be yeah. sweet and nice and yeah. obey and um, give in to something that you don't really feel is right and still go with the flow and yeah. be, 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 be this fake person sometimes. Yeah, and that creates more inner anger, right? Yeah, yeah. that yeah. creates anger. Yeah. And at some point, if I'm not very deliberately conscious about the anger, um, 
it can take over me yeah. and it can sometimes even give me more pain. Yeah. It can, it can become into a deeper suffering. Yes. And you said something so great. And this is the, the, the evolution I feel. And I'm also experiencing this because I'm a very emotional person. Mm. And although I connect with, I mean, I do readings, I do Akashic readings, I connect with angelic beings, I connect with guides mm. and, and I channel for people. Right. Mm. But then I close the channel and I'm human. I have rage running through me. I have happiness, passion. I have everything, you know, mm -hmm. sadness, deep sadness sometimes, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So I have all these emotions running through me. And what I've been working on is exactly what what um, you just said. But I'm going to say in a different way. So they, there could be like two aspects of it is having the emotion, mm -hmm. letting it be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel angry. Mm -hmm. I don't like this situation. I don't like this person. And this is what's causing in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you feel it. Mm -hmm. But you remember that you are not that emotion. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just passing through you mm -hmm. because it wants to reveal more information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wants mm -hmm. to give you more information mm -hmm. of your evolution so mm -hmm. you can expand. Mm. So the, the process of it is feeling it. This is what I'm working with is feeling it, allowing it to be raw as it is, mm. you know, no sugarcoating, nothing, just mm. raw as it is. And then once you feel it as raw, as, you let it go. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of like you, you get the scribble, the paper, you scribble it and then you shut it. Mm. And there it was expressed. It came mm. out mm. or you dance it. You paint it, you scribble, you moan to it, mm -hmm. you know, whatever mm -hmm. you do. And when you're at the corporate world, you're going to have to scribble because if you start moaning, <laughs> it's going to be one day we'll get there. <laughs> one day you'll get there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you do something with it and then you close it off and then you realize it was just an emotion mm -hmm. bringing you to higher consciousness. Yeah, it just reminds me it's emotions are just like clouds. And once they pass off or once they rain, it makes my soul soil more fertile. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so beautiful. I really feel that emotions are the vehicle to higher consciousness. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting, the, the new Avatar movie is out right now. Mm. But if you can go see that movie mm. um, and just feel the emotions of these avatars because they are so instinctual and connected to intuition. Right. Mm -hmm. And these are all the, the awakenings of higher consciousness, intuition and instinct. They're not suppressing their emotions. No. They're feeling the pain. They're feeling everything. But they pass through it and mm. they let it move through them. Mm. But they don't hold on, hold on and mm. be, think that they are just that emotion. Mm. Yeah. 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 And do you think that holding on to emotions created creates the wounds and the blockages and the sufferings that we yeah. have in yeah. the, on the earth right now? Yeah. Holding I've, on to them? Yeah. Holding on to them and thinking that you are them. Mm. And that identifying that you are that rage mm. when it's just a volcano erupting mm. to create new earth. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, thank you so much, Molly. Oh, I had so much of, uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, shower of a uh, lot of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. I've been connecting with your wisdom because I'm a channel. <laughs> so we've been feeding off each other. Thank yeah. you for your vibration. Yeah, thank you. And is there any um, 
we touched on a lot of topics and I can imagine that we can go on for hours. There mm-hmm. is so much to talk about. Is there something that you really feel called on to give as a last message? Mm. I feel like um, the, the, the vision of the children come in a lot. Mm. Yeah. And they've been coming in more and more. Mm-hmm. I feel like every time you feel lost or don't understand what's happening, Mm. Yeah, go to the children. Mm. Just sit with them. Mm. You know, look into their eyes, feel them where they're at, mm. and just by being with the new children of the earth, mm. they clear your field, they activate your field, your chakras, your system, your light body, and they bring the messages of how to hold the frequency of the new earth. Yeah, mm. so children. Even if you don't have children, if you're at a park, go sit by one, close to one, you mm-hmm. know, go feel their energy. Go ask your friends who have children. Hey, let me hang out with your children. Can I go to the park with you guys? Because there you're going to receive un- telepathic information that supports you in understanding what's occurring in your field. And they will clear you and activate you. Yeah. Wow, the children. That's so beautiful yeah. and such a paradoxical yeah. <laughs> idea. This is what I love. <laughs> yeah, because we keep on teaching our children, you should do this. But apparently we need to be there and just be, learn to be like yes. them. Yeah. And just, yeah. just learn from them by just being with them. Yeah. 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 Um, by you also getting into the state of the unknown and being the child too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Super <laughs> talking to you and uh yeah, I'm I feel incredibly blessed to have uh such an intense uh and enlightening conversation with you. Yeah. Thank you. It feels like home. Thank you. <laughs>